You're listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I have many theories about alien invasion. Mostly, they've never come here. Sorry. I mean, maybe long, long ago with a race that no longer exists, maybe a planet blew up before humans came and there's some artifacts deep in the earth or something, that'd be about it. But the chances of them having come here based on what we know about space travel are very unlikely. Now, that being said, if somebody was just a dick... (laughs) and they wanted to like have a long time plan they're just like this alien race was like you know what we want to make sure there's nobody out there that might interfere with our possible conquest of the universe a couple centuries down the road one way to do it would be to load up like a meteorite gun and shoot it gatlin gun across the universe outside your planet and load it up with microorganisms designed specifically to kill or in the case of in the movie encounter take over the behavior of everyone there on said planet one would presume if you were going to do that and micro-engineer something that would control people, like in this movie, you would have them start terraforming your planet. And then you look around at global warming and you go, oh shit, what if it already happened? (laughs) And I don't think we would need aliens for that to happen at this point. At this point, we're like, okay, well, we did it all on our own. (laughs) We're ready for the Rigelians. Oh my God, we're (gasps) pre-programmed. We are doing the terraforming. That's what I'm saying. God, it's all coming together. Sorry to get political on you guys for a second. You know me. I'm Chris. I can't help it. But Encounter, although it is certainly a political movie in its subtext, as wonky and ham-handedly as it is, it's not on its surface super political. This is a new sci-fi thriller film that's dropping to Amazon shortly after a brief theatrical review directed and written by Michael Pierce and co-written by Joe Barton and starring the guy who was like the big name from last year, Riz Ahmed, who had a really amazing turn in a film where he played a deaf drummer. Sound of Metal is so good. It's really good and you should... (laughs) totally check it out. And Ahmed is like, although he had been in plenty of other stuff before this, even some really, really good stuff, although some films that were like, just not as many people got to see, this is the one that finally people turned their heads and went, whoa, that guy. So people were like expecting big things out of him for his next turn. And certainly the encounter, they just kind of hand the movie to him. Here you go, Riz. It's your movie. You're the actor in this movie. Sure, you've got some little kids and a couple other side people, mainly on telephone calls to play off of, but it's mainly your movie and we're going to decide whether or not that's a good thing joining me is lewayne hey how's it going and melina hello you guys i was gonna say i wanted to have so like gentle. i wanted to have some sort of like alien-esque intro and then i realized oh, i already did the mork and mindy intro on another review so i can't do it again shoot <laughs> i literally was sitting here waiting for you to do it again so i could call you right out i was like nope <laughs> i'm not gonna let them do it i know they'll remember Riz Ahmed plays lead character of Malik Khan, who is a Marine Corps veteran. When we meet him, he's in a motel room. It's like a gross motel room. Like you, I guarantee you, 
you, the odds are, unless you've been on the run from the cops, you've never stayed in a hotel room this gross. I mean, unless you count playing Silent Hill. <laughs> it's disgusting. And he's spraying himself with insect repellent, which he's got everywhere in there. He's looking up weird things. The beginning credits show a bunch of stuff with microorganisms, like sort of invading bodies. Uh, what's going on? Even though it's not mosquitoes, which seem to be the key activated insect in this film, there's a shot where like wasps or something by the hundreds are coming out from under the wallpaper in his room, which is the first moment where I go, okay, something's off here, <laughs> right? Not just in this guy's head, who's, like I said, doing crazy research on the the internet and and uh, spraying himself down with bug spray but is this a monster movie i mean it establishes that he believes honestly that there's an alien invasion going on currently with these microorganisms that are being carried around by mosquitoes that when you get bit by one it basically takes over your brain and you start behaving question mark they don't really make clear what how you start behaving but you behave in a way that i suppose is guided by said microorganism and he's on his way to get his kids and hopefully save them because he doesn't want them to get hurt and he thinks that the mom and stepdad eyebrows waggling (laughs) (laughs) are a problem and are probably already taken over and so he needs to save the kids so in the middle of the night he comes in the house their parents you know they're already they're already taken but i've got you i'm their dad and both of them are sort of like oh we miss our dad so much like the older one the 10 year old it's kind of like i want nothing to do with new dad uh i'm pissed off because old dad isn't around anymore she makes no secret of not even a little so they're kind of glad to leave with him But it's not long into this as their run to, once again, as he looks on the map and shows like where they're going, which is like, hey, isn't that Area 51 (laughs) (laughs) by Groom Lake? Because they never say the words Area 51, but it's like Nevada, Groom Lake. I'm like, yeah, that's Area 51. Oh, shit. I'm the guy who knows where that is on a map. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So something is definitely off. So is there actually aliens? Is Riz Ahmed just going out of his mind? And we see a lot of at least the perspective that possibly he's going out of his mind from both Octavia Spencer, who is Hattie, who plays his parole officer. Because apparently he was excised from the military after he beat his superior nearly to death. And then Rory Cochran is the head of a group of cops after it's discovered that he's taken the kids in charge of uh, looking for him. So the question, at least for a while, is... Oh my God, is he, are there actually aliens or is he just unbalanced? It's like maybe 10 minutes into this movie before you've probably already made up your mind about which way it is. The movie is not vague about it to the end. It's not a, what do you think happened type of film. It decidedly answers that question well before the ending of the film. And so it turns into sort of, like I said, an acting exercise mainly for Riz Ahmed and these two little kids who one is like very young and very enthusiastic and everything's just kind of an adventure. And the other one is older and a little more cynical, but is easily sort of bribed by Ahmed to look the other way when he's like, hey, here's some adult things you get to do. Isn't this fun? Yeah. (laughs) So how do you feel about a film with a dad who's ostensibly kind of crazy and on the edge, but also definitely loves his kids? For me, it was just kind of an exercise. That is a word that I wrote down a couple of times in my notes was exercise. This really does feel like your typical post-Oscar nomination film that a lot of actors want to take because it's going on to Amazon, it's going to be streaming, lots of people get to see it, and it's like 90% of it takes place with you front and center and you really kind of get to show off what you can do. And you get some cute kids to play against, you get to play a dad, it's the kind of role that everybody wants to play. 
Riz Ahmed, pretty much all the way through, the one thing that I can say that I constantly liked throughout this was his performance. I think he really did bring it. And even when the script gets as, like you were saying, just ham-handed and as absurd as it does, I do appreciate that he committed. You know, he didn't just say, okay, well, this is ridiculous. I signed the contract. That means that I can't go anywhere, but I don't have to try. I do commend that he actually really brought it for pretty much all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's his movie. Luane <laughs> <laughs> is so ecstatic about talking about this one. <laughs> Dude, I was so excited when I saw him in the trailer. I'm like, oh my god, because I'm still high off of The Sound of Metal, sure. right? Like, that was one of my top movies. And I was like, yes, he gets to do some more. And then I'm watching it, and I'm like, the performance is good, but this is also not the movie I was promised. I'm going to tell you that right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine given the type of movie that we're dealing with there's a lot of weird reality to it his personality shifts through the movie and it makes sense the way it happens his character is believable even for what sort of weird things are going on but it doesn't mean it, i'm gonna like him for a lot of this movie he's not a great guy i mean he's a overblown marine with a lot of the issues that come with being a very overblown, overtrained Marine. And that can be kind of annoying and difficult to want to follow by. I am not giving any shit to Marines per se or America's Armed Forces. I'm saying, you know, the gung-ho type who just never stopped in day-to-day -day life acting like that. And you're like, dude, slow your roll. This is like Earth. Yeah. The movie also does a weird sort of thing where they contrast him with the other kind of soldier that we see a lot of here in the U.S. The biggest problem, I think, really, is where they start going in sociopolitical subtext, and you're like, oh, he like ends up shooting a guy who looks a lot like Steve Bannon. Yeah. And there's like his sons who are just MAGA-type rednecks. But weirdly, it never completely commits to this bit. Right. Like, no, it doesn't. It's a thing, and it's definitely there, but the man is... Arabic in origin, as are his kids, mm -hmm. and it never comes up at all. Right. And I felt like, wow, you're dealing with these MAGA gun-toting types, and you're just not going to get into the race of the main character here as being part of this very obvious political subtext? Okay. So what was the point of it? I feel like if he asked the director, he'd be like, well, I don't know. We just wanted him to be hunted by some unreasonable guys. Yeah, they're stock unreasonable guys. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> well, there's one scene in here where I thought that they actually kind of took something that I thought they were hinting at throughout, which is, is Riz Ahmed's race playing into the way that these people he's encountering, so to speak, uh, as he goes along, are treating him. And it's not difficult to see that if you're looking for it, but I think there is one scene where they actually kind of just come right out and say it. You have somebody who talks down to him. They even ask him, oh, you were in the war? Well, what side were you on? And right. I was like, okay, so it, it seems like that was not just me putting that into it. It seems like that is there. Unfortunately, I don't think it ever commits to that enough to where it doesn't feel like really tacked on subtext as a result where it's like we're not going yeah. to explore that really just beyond a character mentioning it and i feel like if yeah if you were to ask the director well what was the point of that he'd be like well i mentioned it therefore you can just piece it together on your own but i'm like well i'm piecing it together on my own because i'm thinking about it and kind of trying to piece it together after the fact more so than i think the movie actually was really putting that out there to explore even under the surface 
there's just no need for it to be there at all. I wish the film had just dodged past of any of the political undertones, which either go for it and make it the point or just leave it out entirely. Because this felt like someone pointing out, well, we got to say something about the lead character being Arabic. Why do we have to do a thing about that? Why can't he just be an Arabic actor with his Arabic children Mm -hmm. who plays this lead role? There's absolutely no reason why. And it kind of was like made me feel uncomfortable watching it. Right. I was thinking that too, especially as it gets further along. I'm like, why has he got to be an Arabic dude? This script is super generic in terms of who the dad is, right? Like, aside from the fact that they have the name Khan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you change it to C-A-A-N instead, and all right, it's literally anybody, right? <laughs> sure. And so I think you're right. It either needs to go all the way in and be like, hey, we acknowledge that there's a brown guy here that we're all chasing, and the only other person in here that he communicates with that's on his side is another brown person and everybody else is white and armed. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, so go there or forget that part. And if maybe the mystery of like, are aliens real or are they not was actually compelling and lasted more than 20 minutes into the film before you were like, okay, then I can forgive a lot, but it's not, it's just waiting for the other shoe to drop a lot Mm -hmm. of this movie. And the only thing that keeps you going really is the fact that Ahmed's just a terrific actor. He can be very intense and you're hoping this isn't going to turn into one of those movies where as one character put it, it's about a family annihilator. You're really hoping that's not the kind of movie you're watching because you like Riz Ahmed and you don't even want to see him in that kind of role. You want to have sympathy for him. And I feel ultimately this movie, if it's saying anything that's relevant at all, it's that, you know, there is a way to handle mentally disturbed people that doesn't involve a hail of bullets that would work pretty well. It makes kind of an argument for maybe, you know, specialists from more of the social worker and less from the gun-toting line to be first contact is the way to go with these type of encounters, if you will. By the time you get to the end, there's no way that you could ever argue that that's not specifically what they are trying to call attention to. And it it really is one of those where I'm like, okay, well, I see what you were saying. I just really didn't like how you got there. Because I will say, up until that, that third act where they kind of drop that final shoe and it just basically becomes a, you know, balls to the wall action movie pretty much out of nowhere, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. I'm waiting to see inevitably where you take this. I am kind of having fun with it. I am enjoying this idea of how much of this is actually real and how much of this is just you as the audience kind of feeling like you are this person who is clearly very confused and is clearly going through something where in their mind, they are protecting the people that they love from this really terrible threat, whatever it may be. But then when it shifted to the third act, I thought, okay, well, suddenly I'm not interested in these characters anymore because it feels like you don't have anything for them to do other than just kind of soldier toward this really trite, really overly dramatic moment that it feels like you need to have, but just is is not really well filmed and really just kind of goofy was the word that just kept coming to mm. mind for me at the end. I was like, this is just really goofy. Well, finish up with your final thoughts. I think Riz Ahmed, I think everybody agrees, he is a fantastic actor, and I think he's really good here. That is the one thing that I was enjoying all the way through, was just watching him. And I did like what he did with this character. You know, you do like the kids, feel kind of safe with him at the beginning. You're so excited to see him, and you're like, oh my god, I want to go on a road trip with you. Uh, This is awesome! And then I think that the child actors, Lucian River Khan is the older boy, and uh, Aditya Godada is the younger one. I think they're both fantastic child actors, and 
like I did not see child actors while I was watching this. I saw these young boys bonding with their dad and becoming as we are increasingly disturbed by his actions. But I felt for him the whole way. I was like, whether or not this threat is outside of your mind or conjured solely by it, I am hoping that things turn out all right for you. Other than that, I just thought, I've seen such a better version of this and it's called Take Shelter, which I actually kind of wanted to go back and watch that again after this. I was like, that knew how to handle something like this and actually nail that, really take that subtext home. Octavia Spencer, great actress. I kept thinking you could probably edit her out of this and it really wouldn't affect much, which is too bad. I think that this is one of those roles where I'm like, ah, she took it for a paycheck. She's there for the very last shots in the film. That's it. That's pretty much it. And I was like, there was a point where I came around thinking, oh, that's why she's in this. And then they just kind of were like, oh, nope, nope, she's done. That's it. I was like, oh, nope, she had no reason to be here. It's official. It's not a terrible film. I think that there is stuff to be taken away from it. Unfortunately, I just don't think that the various themes that it wants to convince you it has really put together are all there. Certainly does not mesh them. I'm going to give this five out of 10 deep free bug sprays. Luane. I always have this sort of weird relationship with sci-fi and horror movies that add the are they crazy mm-hmm. part, especially when they make it after a while, they're like, yeah, we're not even going to pretend one way or the other. It's this thing, you know, it is blah. All right, great. If there's a reason to watch this movie, it's Ahmed's performance. But I don't know that that'll be enough necessarily for everybody. I mean, especially if, if you can't connect with his character, it's not going to matter how cool he is to watch. As a dad, I could connect with his character as somebody who is not either looking out for aliens or suffering a mental illness. There were swings in his behavior that made me uncomfortable, but it goes back to what I said earlier. There's a certain reality to what's going on in this movie. He's very rarely a perfect person, and most of the other people in it are sort of weird caricatures, which somehow gives him more weight when watching him. I don't know. I mean, it's on Amazon. Your investment is probably not going to be really huge compared to going to see this at a theater. So in the end, it's three and a half out of five play soldiers. I didn't hate watching this. It's not poorly made. The only thing I can say that doesn't work completely, like where it took me out of the movie, were, like I said, the question, is he crazy or is he not crazy? I know. Psychologists don't use that term. Whatever. We're not professional psychologists here. But there are points where he should completely 100% believe in aliens. And this is it. But there are points early on that only make sense in the way he's dealing with situations if he doesn't believe in aliens and you're like well this movie doesn't completely work if he is making shit up and knows it i don't know i found it kind of whole in the movie almost i was really with this for the first 20 or 30 minutes and then started to drop off pretty damn fast and the thing that keeps you going is that you genuinely like what watching ahmed and his performance with these kids they're great together it makes you wish they were just doing something charming like going on a christmas adventure which i guess they kind of are (laughs) they could be they could be i don't know they're in the desert it always looks the same no matter if it's christmas or summer i guess i think i don't know i don't spend much time in the desert and that is very intentional (laughs) i'm gonna give it five and a half out of ten diner breakfasts that always look great to me no matter how greasy that spoon happens to be (laughs) do you always like the best meals you've ever had your life or the ones at the worst greasiest spoon restaurants on like a long drive across the country you're like yeah we got these eggs and pancakes and bacon there's like orange grease loading on it and oh my god it was like the best meal i ever had my life It doesn't matter how greasy or sticky the interior may be. There comes a point on every road trip where I'm like, all I want is Waffle House, and I don't care how many of the bulbs on the sign aren't working. I'm going in. (laughs) 